Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Stream Queens podcast, where we review horror films and horror-adjacent films that you can stream on the internet. I'm your co-host, Rachel, and joining me is a pair of mysterious socks that slowly transform you into a no-foot demon, Mars! (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I would take, I would bear that burden and be a sock if that's what I could do. Right? Although, what would be the thing that you would crave once you were a no-sock demon? That's the question. That's a slippery slope. Literally, because you don't have any feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All slopes are slippery when you're a no-feet demon. Yeah, what do you need to feed on four ti- or five times a year right? if you're a, no- if you're a no-foot demon? Right? I mean, it's not huh. like it would have to be foot-related, you know, but... Yeah, because I was going to say, like, would you want to eat feet so there were less feet? But then you'd have to eat a foot. You'd have to eat a foot, yeah. Which is worse, to have a foot or eat a foot i think it's got to be eat a foot yeah definitely eat a foot right because then your feet are near your feet and not near your mouth yeah that was a confusing <laughs> sentence <laughs> by the way i was like i was like oh we're doing good we're doing good and then all of a sudden the foot thing happens in the movie and i'm like sorry mark I know. <laughs> and it was such an upsetting one i was like oh, oh god it was it. probably one of the worst ones i've seen <laughs> in a while (laughs) all right so we are going to be reviewing the movie clown now this is one that i have been wanting to watch with you for a million years and it's finally happening and i'm excited to see what you thought of it i'm also i was curious like i was like oh god am i gonna go back and be like what the fuck was i thinking (laughs) so this is really uh this is gonna be an interesting episode but before we do that i have a warm-up question for you so to me Honestly, one of the worst things that could show up at a birthday party for me would be a clown. What is the worst thing you can think of that could have shown up at your birthday party? What would be the worst thing if your mom was like, guess what? I got you a birthday blank. What would it be? Ooh. I mean, honestly, it might also be clown. But not because I have a fear of clowns. I have, I'm just made intensely uncomfortable by people who choose to be clowns. It right. takes a very special kind of person to be like, yes, I enjoy this. This is what I want to do. And that kind of person makes me uncomfortable. But I think that also applies to anybody who shows up. It's not as bad when it's the Disney princesses or things mm-hmm. like that. Because that's mm-hmm. a little bit, that's, but general clown, I don't know how to react to that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, like, it's great that that's their passion and they like it, but there is something a little, you're like, ooh, life choices. Well, that, and it's like, I don't know what my problem is, but if I don't know how to react to anyone, not just clowns, but just people in general, if they say or do or make a joke or act a certain way that I don't immediately know how to react to, it's like my brain shuts down as I'm trying to come up with a response. So there are times where people will make like a weird joke that I don't get. And instead of like in any way faking an answer or even just stating, I don't get it. I just stare (laughs) blank faced stare until I come up with a way to react. I don't know why that's what my, so a lot of times when it's things like clowns, and stuff where they're like, oh, little girl, do you want a balloon animal? And I'll yeah. just stare. Yeah. Like, I go yeah. catatonic because I don't know what to say because I don't know how to react to someone who's being goofy, you know? Yeah. No, totally. So now all of a sudden it's just me standing catatonic in the middle of my birthday party while a clown tries to, you know, honk his nose and dance in those weird shoes. And I'm just like, I, 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 I don't know what 
the reaction to this is. It's not in my bank of reactions. Yeah, it's like, now there's nothing wrong with this, but it's something I don't identify with. Are the people who go to Disneyland to take pictures with all the people dressed as Disneyland characters? I don't know if I, I can just get into the imagination of that. I know it's just some sweaty teenager in a Mickey costume. Yeah. For instance, I was in Star Wars Land, and it was it was fun seeing sort of the characters walking around, especially Chewbacca, because Chewbacca really looked like Chewbacca, you know? Some of those things are pretty cool from afar, but then they started interacting with me. I can't think of the bad guy's name from the Star Wars movies. Not Darth Vader, but the more recent ones. Kylo um, Ren. Kylo Ren, yes! Kylo Ren and a stormtrooper cornered me and were talking to me, and then all the people started gathering around and watching... And I just shut down, and then because I am a woman who's in socialized to smile, I just was smiling like an insane person. Well, <laughs> internally, I was just, all I could feel was eyeballs and anxiety. Yeah. What's hard for me with that is that it's like, this person is clearly acting, right? That's just yes. not, Kylo Ren is a fictional character. Yes. Even if, whatever his name is, I can't think of what his name is, the guy who played him. Uh-huh. Where I show up in a Kylo Ren uh, costume and act like Kylo Ren, I still would not know how to react to that because I know he's acting. Am I supposed to pretend like I think you're a real person? Or, because that seems dumb. Yeah. But then also it seems dumb to be like, okay, Kylo Ren, you know? like Right. You know, it's just like, how like, you end up smiling like a fucking lunatic while the light and goes out of your eyes. I know. I had taken my camera out and he was like, are you reporting for the resistance? And I was like, I'm not prepared for this improv. I did not sign up for this. (laughs) Make it stop. Or like when you go, I don't, this doesn't happen to me that often or it has not happened to me that often. But like when you go see a live theater play and actors go into the audience. Oh my God. Nightmare. I have never felt the kind of anxiety I felt when I've gone to see a theater play sitting in an aisle seat. And then realize the actors are coming into the audience. And I'm just like, no, 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 please not me. We went to this Beetlejuice themed restaurant in Hollywood, which was cool upstairs because it was all Tim Burton stuff. It was cool. The food was all, you know, Tim Burton themed, whatever. It was fun. Cocktails, whatever. But there was also a live show that I did not aware. I was not aware (laughs) it was going to take place. So here I am in this beautiful gothic creepy crawly tim burton restaurant surrounded by you know trees and weird shit right yeah and then along comes beetlejuice and Catwoman, and they want to interact with the audience on one hand clearly these people move to la to be actors and they're working at the beetle right (laughs) and 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 they want to converse with me in character i was in hell they came out it was like 15 minutes and i was like thank fuck it's over but on the half hour they would return (laughs) and i was one or two tables away from the stage so i got a lot of quality time with the actors that night oh no even though i was doing that thing where you don't want the teacher to call on you and you're avoiding eye contact right (laughs) that was a hundred percent my energy and yet i don't know they just zoomed in on me i was like no Oh, that's my nightmare. That's my actual nightmare. Plus, I have a fear of balloons, and clowns always come with balloons. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. There is something very creepy. It's from the first It movie. I don't know if that's why it's ingrained in me, but clown on the side of the road with a handful of balloons. Oh. That's never fucking good. Do you remember when that thing was happening where people, it was just people catching on to a trend, but people were finding random clowns on Googler? 
yes people just hanging out as clowns in fields and forests and stuff and then yes. the more it was the more we talked about it the more people were doing it and it was nationwide that yes. was my fucking nightmare so i was yes. like first of all it means that there's a large number of people who are into this even though they might not be like clown into it but still like oh yeah i'm gonna dress up as a clown and show up somewhere creepy mm-hmm. but at the other hand i was like but what if this is the beginning of the horror movie what if there is something going on with these killer clowns yeah well good news if people are sticking around for the extended episode we're going to be talking about the clown invasion that is what we're going to be talking about today (laughs) (sighs) i remember when the it movie came out people i don't know if it was i mean it must have been crowdsourced right because i live in a suburb i mean i'm kind of on a main road in a suburb but still somebody was tying red balloons to those grates and someone tied one to the one right up the street from me. Oh I my could god! See it from my house. And took oh a my god! Of it. Yeah. I so, mean, that's kind of genius, though. It was awesome, but it was also like, Ooh. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so how do you feel about clowns? Do you find them creepy? The actual clown imagery, I don't find creepy. Okay, it's the people who opt to be clowns that I find creepy. Right. Right. I mean, that's part of what makes clowns creepy, though, because you're like, you have a painted on smile. Who's underneath that makeup? Yeah. Well, no, I, it's not even that necessarily. It's more so there's someone who thinks that, you know, like the things that you do as a clown are somehow endearing or entertaining. Mm-hmm. And that ups- that not that mm-hmm. bothers me. Right. Like, well, because they're asking you to play along and perform with their like a like performative enjoyment of whatever the fuck they're doing. Yeah, and I'm like, and anyway, on what basis do you even think that people enjoy clowns? That's weird to me. Yeah, I know what you mean. I've never found a clown funny. No. Are there people that are like that shit is hilarious? Right. Did you see his shoes though? I mean, the shoes. Like, hilarious. oh my god. White face paint? Who thinks of that? Rainbow wig? Who even? How? Where? Where did you even think of that? Oh my god, you know? But there are clowning schools. You can take clowning class. And if people out there are listening that love being a clown, honestly, I'm coming from a place of not understanding, but an openness to understand. If you want to explain to me, I am so ready to receive that information. That's what I mean is I just don't get it. And I'm not saying it's bad. Or that yeah. I I just don't understand, you know? Like, I was watching something, it was My Strange Addiction or something, but it was this couple that basically lives as clowns. And they were like, oh, we just love how much joy clowns bring to people. And I'm like, okay, so wanting to be something that brings joy to people, I get that. Thinking right. that that's clowns, don't get that. Right. I, I don't understand how you think that that's what clowns do. Because I don't feel that way, and I don't know anybody who does, and I right. don't understand where that idea is coming from. If you could explain it to me, yeah, I'll listen. But yeah, I just don't yeah, yeah, get yeah. it. Yeah. Do you know the thing about how clowns register their faces? Every clown has yeah. to. Okay. And then they and do it on an egg. On eggs. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that is so crazy. I mean, I actually think that's kind of cool. Uh, have you ever seen the pictures of all of the eggs? No. Oh my gosh. I'll find a picture. They're really cool. Okay. Clown. So in a museum, because they have to be registered. I don't know if it's actually in a museum. I say it's in a museum, but it might not be. 
I mean, I actually think that concept's really cool. I think that's cool that you have to, you know, pick your specific clown face and register it, paint it on, you know? I think that's cool. Yeah. I mean, I have no problem with it. I, in fact, if anything, I just really want to go see it in person. Oh my god, I just Googled it. Oh, you did? Okay, I was just going to put it in the <laughs> in our chat. I'll put one in case you're looking at a different one. I'll put this one I just found in there. Wouldn't you love to go to, like, wherever this is and actually look at these? Yeah. In person? See, this I think is kind of cool, but I don't know if that's... It, I Do I just like egg art? Maybe. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about the time? I had... Okay, I know we're totally off track, and then we're going to get into this movie, but let me tell you my one egg art story. Okay. <laughs> so, okay, I had this roommate named Sai, who I adore. We're still really good friends to this day. But he had this terrible girlfriend named Sylvia that I did not care for. That being said, I mean, I wasn't going to do anything about it, but, you know, he was the kind of person where I could talk shit about her and he would laugh. (laughs) (laughs) He was not the one to be like, don't ever talk about my girlfriend like that. But one night, my friend Spooner and I, we were feeling like dumbasses, so we decided to do all these dumbass pranks. And we went and bought a pack of tortillas, and it had rained, so we stuck tortillas all over one person's car. We stole a ton of the toilet seat covers. And put them all over the outside of another person's car. Another person who had left it unlocked, we, like, shoved them everywhere inside. We did all these dumb things. And one of the things we bought was a dozen eggs. And so we weren't going to egg anyone, but we decided to draw faces on them. And so we did one where it was an audience, and then we put it outside her friend's house, who was, like, a director, who was, like, a play director, where it was their little audience. But then for size, I put his in his car, and I drew one that looked like him. We had a cigarette hanging out with smoke going up. And then I drew one of her and then I wrote two sigh from Sylvie. Because he she all the other detail about this was she had been trying to talk him out of stopping using condoms. Oh. So I wrote two two oh sigh from God. Sylvia. On eggs. <laughs> These are my eggs. I want you to fertilize them for me. Love Sylvia. Oh my God. <laughs> Assuming that he would know it was me. <laughs> oh no. Flash more. Then I took off. I had a boyfriend that lived in another town. I went and stayed with him for a few days. I came home and he's like, I broke up with Sylvia. Oh, no. He's like, it's just gotten too fucking weird, dude. Let me show you what she left in my car. And he had <gasps> kept the eggs. Oh, my God. And of course, you know, the right thing to do in this moment is be like, sorry, dude. That was me. I'm sorry. My bad. Call Sylvia. She's not crazy. She really didn't do this. But I didn't like Sylvia. <laughs> So I just went, whoa, that bitch is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) So then a year or so later, because we were roommates, a year or so later, we had a big falling out. You know, that happens with roommates. Mm -hmm. And we didn't talk for like two years, which is the longest we ever didn't talk. And one day I get this voicemail on my answer machine. It's like, hey, Rachel. He was audibly smoking. He's like, it's I. So pulled the wool over old Cyril's eyes. Oh. <laughs> I just found out you left the eggs. Oh <laughs> and the moral of the story is that broke the ice and we were able to be friends again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he said he tried to keep the eggs forever. He tried to do a thing where you crack it a little bit and blow out the egg inside, but it was rotten, oh, yeah. so he had to throw them away. Oh. <laughs> eggs <laughs> so my my egg story yes who knew? yes who knew this would be egg i story? know mine's not as good as yours it's just kind of funny to me 
but when my mom and my dad first got together and moved in and were learning about, you know, living with each other and everything. Yeah. She kept finding eggs in the fridge with little faces drawn on them. Okay. And she was like, what is this? And she didn't really say anything. And you never met my dad, but he was Auburn, Boston Irish, uh-huh. you know, very, very stoic a lot of the time. He could be funny, but he was for the most part pretty pretty low-key uh-huh. and a lot of the jokes he made were just very monotone flat dry humor Yo, like it's I almost funny that i love it's like that funnier because of the person it came out of almost because uh-huh. you're like you you know and she said she caught him one day standing over the sink just giggling to himself and drawing faces <laughs> on the eggs and she was like okay i gotta know what's going on and he was like oh these are just hard-boiled and i um draw faces on them so i know which ones are hard-boiled <laughs> That's so cute. I love it so much. It, it I mean, so it's funny. great organizational skills. Right, but this is coming out of this, you know, he was in his late 20s, early 30s, Irish, Boston Irish dude who was working as a lumberjack. He was like, manly man. And he's standing over the sink just like... Giggling, like cracking himself up because That's of the little faces he was so drawing. adorable. And, it, and he, she realized that they were always different. So he would sit there and think about it and come up with a different face for every egg. And he was like, oh, yeah, you know, I just, it's how I tell the hard boiled ones from the raw ones. You know? <laughs> and she was like, so you don't just write hard boiled on them or something? They're like a little HB. And he's like, no, nah, this is better. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is the cutest story ever. So, Growing up, whenever we had hard-boiled eggs, they'd have faces on them. So growing up, I thought that's just how you marked hard-boiled eggs, was you drew faces on them. And then eventually, like, I was in my 20s when my mom told me that story. And I was like, you know what? I was so, it was so ingrained in me in an early early age that a face on an egg means that it's hard-boiled that I never even questioned it. Yeah! (laughs) It just, that's just the way you did things. It never occurred to me to think about, like, but why? day the hard boiled eggs in my fridge have little faces on oh them. my god i love it i mean i think that should be the way you do it it's so good <laughs> your dad is so adorable i love it so much it's just i love the image of him just standing over the sink drawing a little face on an egg and just like cracking himself up <laughs> oh that's so good that's so good i can just picture your mom just probably cracking up I know. Like, oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's... And I love how long she went before she asked about it because she was like, kind of weird. But uh... but your mom's like so accepting. I know. She was like, I guess she just, I guess these eggs just have faces now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> See, so this is the the two ends of the spectrum. Your dad created order out of chaos with drawing on eggs. I created chaos out of order. (laughs) (laughs) The moral of the story is draw on the eggs. (laughs) The moral of the story is that a face drawn on an egg is equal opportunity. It's just how you use it. Right? Yes. (laughs) Good or evil, you decide. (laughs) All right. I feel warmed up. You feel warmed up? I do too. Surprisingly, did not realize it was going to be so much egg talk. I know. I'm, in, Twist. I'm into it though. And that we both had multiple egg stories. I know. Wow. So, you know, this is the this is the beauty of this podcast, right? Like, every time we think we know everything about the other one, someone's got an egg story. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we are going to be reviewing the movie Clown. 
before we do that, though, let's take a quick break. Listen to this ad from our buddies over here's Johnny, and then we'll get into it. Tales of giant monsters are as old as tales themselves. But what makes those stories fit into the kaiju genre, and just how scary can they be? Larry and Justin are pursuing this very knowledge on the Here's Johnny podcast, a horror show that arrives every week, just like your favorite radio drama, but instantly through forbidden sciences known as Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. There are a ton of kaiju out there to learn about. Just listen to your local emergency officials and stay out of their paths. Wait, say that again? Uh, sorry, folks. I'm getting a message from our staff. Uh, folks, we're getting reports that a massive creature has just risen off the coast of this station and is heading this way. Please follow evacuation protocol and... Listen to the Here's Johnny podcast on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. All right, and we're back. Okay, so as I said, we're going to be reviewing Clown. But before we do that, if we haven't already spoiled it for you, I can't remember everything we said at this point. What is our spoiler policy here, Marzi? We are going to spoil this entire movie from beginning to end. Everything that I can remember. <laughs> it's been a week! <laughs> I, I hear you. I mean, I know I say that every week, but it has. It's been a week every week. Yeah. But uh, we are, we're going to spoil the whole thing, talk about it. And I do think this is worth going in as cold as possible. Okay. Good, good, good. I do too. Because there's some things that I think you can probably guess based on the premise, but there are other things you probably there's a won't. Lot. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I try to go into every movie that you pick that I haven't seen as cold as possible. Mm-hmm. Because I just, I don't know, I think I enjoy it better that way if I don't know what yeah. to expect or what I'm looking for or, you know, what I haven't created a preconceived idea of what I think it's going to happen or what I think it's going to be. So, you know, you told me we were going to watch Clown and this must be the year for us because every movie that we've talked about watching with each other for years has happened this I year. I know! I, mean, I know! So, uh, speaking of, watch the Here's Johnny podcast, or listen to the Here's Johnny podcast, where I forced Rachel to watch Saw. <laughs> you made it happen. And uh, you got to watch them all, too. <laughs> uh, yep. I did not see the other edge of that night, but... <laughs> yes! Yeah, yeah. Hoist it on your own petard. So, but yeah, that's... Uh, we should probably plug that right now while we're talking about it. We recorded the final episode. It's gonna... It'll be out by the time this comes out. I think it'll be out no, it is out yet. Yes, it is it out. Is, it's it currently is out. out. I was going to say, I thought I saw Justin yes. post, or Larry or someone post about it. Yeah. Out. But yes, no, it's 100% out. So the entire, this is probably the last time we're going to talk about this. So if you've been waiting till the end to just marathon them all, every Saw movie has now been covered. So jump on, on that final, Johnny. that final episode of the Saw series is, is my God. Trip. Oh my God. Justin singing. I thought I was going to pee my pants. <laughs> No, keep going, keep going. Don't stop, don't stop. <laughs> oh my god! And when he was like, "I can't finish if you if you keep stopping." <laughs> so funny. And there's a fun surprise at the end that yeah. I did not see coming. And it was a big, big surprise. Was big it was really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you have not done it, jump on those. Here's Johnny, and you should just subscribe to them anyway because we also know the inside tea about what their next season's about, and you are gonna want to know because it's mm-hmm. gonna be a really, really good one. It's one I've been waiting for. And you know, they might be having us back at some yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. 
whispered on the wind that maybe something like that yeah, just just a feeling mm-hmm. i've got gut instinct so yeah so check them out all right back to our show so oh that's right back to our show <laughs> okay background let me give you a little background information on this movie because it's actually kind of interesting i don't know if you know anything about the background of this yet no okay all right so clown was directed by john watts and prior to clown he directed several shorts and a little bit of tv But Clown was really his feature film premiere. And how he got this big break is actually a little unconventional. He made a short called Clown based on the premise of this. And then he cut together a fake trailer and put it on YouTube and it went viral. But here's the thing. He didn't actually say that he was directing it. Instead, he cut the trailer using the music from Hostel and claimed it was the latest film from Master of Horror, however you feel about this person, Eli Roth, which is how it got picked up by people who thought it was real and went viral. And it finally actually made it to Roth himself. So in an interview with The Hollywood Reporter, he was asked about how he found out, found the video. And he said, I remember around Halloween 2010, my phone and email blew up with people saying my new movie looked awesome. I had no idea what they were talking about. And then I went online and I saw this brilliant fake trailer for a film called Clown. And it said, from the master of horror, Eli Roth. And they cut it just like Hostel with the same music from the trailer and everything. It was absolutely brilliant, he continued. So I tracked down John and I told him how much I loved it. And he said, thank you for not suing me. And I said, (laughs) this is Hollywood. We only sue each other after the film's successful. (laughs) (laughs) So Ross was just honestly, he was just excited and impressed by their moxie to put this out there. Because it was him and one other guy did this together. And so from there, he tracked him down and they started collaborating to make a feature adaptation of Clown. Which, I mean, if you think about it, it makes sense considering how freaking gory this movie is. Yeah. (laughs) Bet you weren't expecting that. (laughs) I was not. In fact, the content is pretty dark in this movie. So much so that they held off releasing it in the U.S. It was out in Europe for a year before it finally came to theaters in the United States. Yeah, because they did. There was some controversy about controversy about the portrayal of violence against children. Yeah. Yeah. It finally was released in June 2016. And while it's kind of fallen under the radar, which to me, like full disclosure, I picked this movie because I like it. To me, I think that sucks. I think it's kind of like a lost gem a little bit. Watts' career, however, uh, yeah, it kind of blew up. If his name sounds familiar, it's because after this, he went on to direct another little indie thriller called Cop Car, which is pretty good and I would recommend. But then the next three movies that he directed are all of the new Spider-Man movies. Oh, holy shit. All right. <laughs> yeah. So even though this may be a little bit under the radar, he's hit it in the mainstream pretty good. So he's got, he did Spider-Man Homecoming, Spider-Man Far From Home, and Spider-Man No Way Home. And then his next movie after that is Fantastic Four. Oh my gosh. Okay. So yeah. So that's what John Watts is up to these days. Just a little old franchise known as, you know, Spider-Man. Known as the Spider-Man. So yeah. So that's what I got for the background. Let's get into this movie. Yeah. All right. So lay it on me. What is Clown about? Clown opens with Jack's birthday party. Jack is a little kid and he, his, for some reason, again, I just don't get it. It's not a judgment thing, but I don't understand the liking of clowns that much. Yeah. But he wanted a clown themed birthday party. 
which his mom also doesn't really get, or her friend. Yeah. So they're discussing that while this kid's birthday party is happening. She's talking about how they hired a clown until she gets the call. Meg is the is Jack's mom. Sorry, I jumped all over the place already. <laughs> it's been 30 seconds. It's going to be oh. a fun one. <laughs> Watch the movie first because I am not going to do this in order. <laughs> so Meg, Jack's mom, reveals that she's pregnant and then finds out that the clown they hired is not coming. So she calls her husband, who's a realtor, and he's at a house that he's trying to, you know, fix up and sell. And he's, you know, on his way out, and she tells him that the the clown they hired isn't coming. And he's, I, I kind of like that moment where he's like, I mean, who double books a clown? Right. <laughs> yeah. Who does double book a clown? Right. You figure their schedule is probably fairly clear. <laughs> right? <laughs> But he gets this idea that he's going to dress up as a clown himself because his son's going to be so disappointed if no clown shows up. So he's in this house. He tries to use a moth as a wig and he's trying <laughs> to find things around this house in repair that he can use as a clown costume until he comes across this weird old trunk that was left over from the previous owner. And lo and behold, inside of it is a clown costume. Oh, man. So such good luck, <sighs> yes. right? Oh, my God. And this clown suit is troubling. Yeah. Mm. I mean,. I, I liked the design of the clown costume because it did seem old world. Yes. You know, minstrel clown mm -hmm. versus when I think clown, I think of the puffy white with the rainbow and the, you know. Yes. So it did have that kind of really creepy old world clown. And it look, looks, which, I mean, clownish until you start yeah. looking at the finer details and then you're like, oh. Yep. So Kent shows up at his son's birthday party dressed like a clown and it's a big hit and he looks like he's a great dad. After the party, he's still wearing the costume. And I thought it was funny when he lets the dog out and then sees himself in the reflection. He's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> the, this, the least believable thing in this whole movie is that he didn't immediately rip all that stuff off his face. I know. Like, if I leave my mascara on, I'm like, oh, my God, it's 10 o'clock. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he's still in the clown costume watching some TV with his wife and Meg is about to tell him she's pregnant, but just really does not care for the clown costume, but she can't get it off. She's doing the like, you know, where's the zipper and how does this even, and whenever she tries to pull it, it's making that really resistant fabric sound. Yeah. You know? And she's kind of like, well, I mean, whatever, I'm going to go take a shower. Please take off the clown costume. <laughs> right. As you would. Which Kent does not do. He instead falls asleep in it and wakes up in it. And, is unable to take it off. So yeah. he drops his kid off at school in it and he's forced to go to work to meet with the work crew. I love that moment where he has to get out of the car and like all of the parents that are in the playground are just looking at yeah. him like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and then he has to go and meet up with people at work. And <laughs> I so know, good. like a work crew that he's never met. But I love how he gets out of the car and he's just like, hey, guys, so uh, we're just going to be ripping out the carpet and replacing the hardwood. And, uh, <laughs> and then they're just staring at him and he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm Kent. I spoke with you on the phone. Like, that's not the problem. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> so while at work, he tries a couple of different things to get the, the clown costume off, including he tries to use a... Uh, 
box cutter to cut the sleeve and ends up slicing yeah. oh his my own god. wrist. Oh my god. <sighs> and I knew it was coming. You know he's going to slice his own wrist. It's just needs to stick to that blade inside of his sleeve. But still, when it happens, yeah. you're like, oh, Jesus. Yeah. It, I mean, this is your first hint that this movie is not fucking around. Because yeah. it's not just he cuts himself. It's not impl- that he, it's implied or anything. It's pretty gruesome. You're like, oh, yeah. oh, dear. Oh, no. And then the scramble. And I just like his, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> People can hear him outside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he comes out and he's like, can I borrow this? And he picks up. I don't even know what this tool is, but it's some sort of electric knife. Yeah. And I was like, why? Of all the places you're going to start, you go, you go for the neck? You go for the neck. You just stabbed yourself in the wrist with a box cutter. Yeah. You really think you want to put this thing next to your neck? Right. However, it doesn't get him, but it does break through the blade. So this costume's just, it's on. It's just on. Yeah. But he's starting to get kind of panicky about it. Right. So he goes home, and he's talking to his wife, Meg, about how he can't get it off. And she's kind of like, oh, is this zipper stuck or something? And he's trying to get her to understand that he's been trying to get this off and he can't. And she's like, what? You know, she's kind of laughing at him for getting stuck in a clown costume. And he's, you know, kind of desperate. So she goes into the the bathroom with him and tries to remove the fake nose. But it hurts every time she pulls. So she just yanks that bitch off along with the tip of his nose. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we've talked about soft, soft tissue, tissue damage. damage. I mean, that's and just, that's the alternate title of this movie. The thought of losing the tip of your nose is horrifying to me. Right? Because it's like, does that grow back? I don't think I don't so. Think so. I mean, the wound will close, but you'll forever be missing the tip of your nose. Yes. You know, and also like the setup are- when she's propping one hand on him and a leg on this, and the, mm-hmm. you're just like, holy shit. You know when people lose the tips of their nose to the frostbite yeah. or whatever? Yeah, like, that's done. grow back. No. That's that's a fleshy bit. That's like thinking the tip of your finger is going to grow back. It's not. That's gone. Yeah, that, that's gone forever. I don't know that you can even do anything plastic surgery-wise with something like that. No. It's just gone. <sighs> I guess you, yeah. Maybe a nose transplant? That's what it would take. Yeah. And is oh, that even, is the technology even exist? I, I don't know. know. <laughs> I don't know if this was horrifying. The idea of ripping the, off the tip of your nose. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Yep. But uh, she does. She rips off the tip of his nose because it's still stuck inside of the clown nose and the dog eats it. Yeah. Ugh. I do love that this movie just starts at a sprint. You know what I mean? Right. We don't, he's in the clown suit within the first five minutes of the movie and it's becoming a problem within the first ten. It, it wastes yeah. no time. And what I like is if you pay attention, it gets subtly tighter. Yeah, and it, I did notice and that. the first hint we see of it is when he's trying to take off the neck. And when he's on the couch at the beginning, it's very loose and bluesy. But at that point, it's now too small to go over his head. Yeah. Yeah, I did notice that, that it was getting tighter and tighter. And then, you know, eventually... It gets skin tight, but yeah, right. yeah. I like the little subtle, like clearly they had multiple of these things that were just various sizes down, and you can see this thing shrinking onto him. I think is a really cool detail. Yeah, it's also in this the scene that Meg is like, "Did you dye and perm your hair?" And he's like, "No, it's a wig." <laughs> and she's like, "This is not a wig." He's you know trying to take care of his nose and she's trying to either remove the wig or like stroke his head to be comforting and it's like this is hair that's coming out of your head already but she you know 
obviously neither of them really knows what's going on yet, so she's just kind of thinks he did a crazy thing and permed and dyed his hair, but no, it's just the wig has become his real hair. Kent also, at this point, starts just becoming ravenously hungry. You hear his stomach Mm -hmm. gurgling, but nothing seems to satisfy him. No. Because it's a very specific craving, it turns out. Yes. At this point, were you, did you have any idea what was really going on here? No. Okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. Because that's the thing is, I think part of why I liked this movie is, as we're going to come to find out, the mythology of it was not at all what I thought it was going to be. Right, yeah, I did not I did not think this movie was going to become what it what it is. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> it was a, it's a good surprise, but yeah, this definitely, see, I thought this whole movie, the bulk of it was going to be him becoming a clown and trying to stop it. Right. I did not realize he was going to become full clown by the middle of the movie and that the rest of the movie was going to yeah. be dealing with it. Yeah, totally, totally, yeah. Did not anticipate Like, you that. thought the midpoint was the climax of the movie. Yeah. But it's yeah. not, because there's a lot of uh, shit that happens after. <laughs> yup. And then yep. also you think what's happened has come to completion, and yet there is still more to go. Yeah. But we'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. So at this point, Kent is trying to track down whoever owned that trunk right he's got some some clues to go off of i loved this scene where he's trying to make himself look normal (laughs) he's trying to put the cover up on over the clown makeup and he's super bundled up in the in the hat and the coat and everything because he can't get any of the costume off but he starts doing his research and finds the name of a guy who bought and sold costumes but when he calls the guy you know because it was the Previous, the house's previous owners who own that trunk, and that's how he kind of tracks down where this costume came from, mm-hmm. calls the guy, and the guy is very interested. He's like, oh, yeah, uh, don't touch it, but I'll come pick it up. Just don't touch it. Just, you know, it's very no. old, so don't touch it. You know, and uh, Kent is like, I'm wearing it. I know! It. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I'm gonna need you to come see me as soon right, as possible. Right, he's like, okay. Uh, why don't you come by and I'll just I'll help you I'll help you out with that. Just come on over here with the costume. Come over here now. How about? <laughs> and he's so desperate to get it off. He doesn't even think about why is this guy acting like this? He's just like solution, solution, solution. Right. He's not even like, why did the guy start with don't touch it? And is now like, oh, well, how about you come on over? I'll, I'll, I can help you out. Yeah, no problem. And he, he doesn't sound creepy at all. I know, right? Oh, my God. And also, the first time you see him is so creepy. <laughs> it's so good. Oh. And it's Peter Stormare, who is an actor that I, I love freaking love. I loved him as the devil in Con- uh, Constantine. I loved him on Prison Break. I, I just love him. He's always great. Yeah, I love him. I was really excited to see him in this movie. Nice. I love Yeah. So Kent goes over to meet with this guy, and it's a, kind of an old costumey shop. And are you talking about how he's just kind of standing with the mannequin? Yes! He's like, I didn't, I didn't want to scare you. <laughs> so standing a Mission failed. <laughs> yeah. Why did you start with, I'll just freeze amongst these mannequins and then just start talking? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Herbert Carlson is his name, and he offers Kent some tea and a snack, and he talks about the the origins of the costume mm-hmm. how they he found you know he came up into possession of a wardrobe of old costumes and this was the only one that wasn't falling apart and he asks him if he knows where clowns come from 
and it's an old Icelandic Icelandic demon called Cloin. 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 Stay, stay tuned for the outtakes. It's all good. <laughs> called the cloin which was this demon that would lure children during the five months of winter it needed to eat one child for every month of the winter and so it was looks the way it did because it was trying to lure children into the woods mm. so it could eat them and this is when kent realizes he's starting to get a little fuzzy and then he passes out when he wakes up he is tied down to a table and herbert is like oh wow i really thought you'd be out longer than that <laughs> I know. And he apologizes, and he's like, "But the only way that we can fix this is decapitation." Right. So because well, I think he gotta... explains to him why he can't get the the thing off at this point, right? Oh, because it's not a costume; it's skin. Yeah, it's a demon skin. And uh, yeah, so he's gonna de- decapitate Kent, but Kent manages to break free, and I do love. He gets the knife in his shoulder, and he just kind of stands there, and he's like. yep yep so then he manages to get herbert into his car and he's driving home to tell his wife basically this crazy man thinks that this costume is skin he thinks i'm becoming a demon he tried to cut my head off i'll meet you at the police station baby yeah and he gets there he's got the book that herbert had used to show him about the cloin and yeah, I love he bursts in. He goes on this rant about to have this crazy yes. man trying to kill him because he thinks he's becoming a demon. And then he looks into the room yes. and realizes there's other people there. Yes. Before this goes full-fledged monster movie, this is a pretty solid dark comedy. For these yeah, moments for like sure. this where everyone's just looking at him and he's still dressed like a clown and ranting about, he tried to cut off my head! He tried to cut off my head! It's in the book! <laughs> like, <laughs> Could someone look crazier? I don't think so. And then when they go outside and find out he actually has a human man trapped in the backseat of his car. Yeah. Uh, there's a really I'd great also... bit of acting here where he's just like, oh, you know, he's in the car. <laughs> like you can tell he knows how insane he looks. But also what he's saying is true. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. So he takes them outside, shows them that he's got Herbert in the backseat of his car. His wife is understandably a little bit like, okay uh you good you feeling okay are you okay and one of the friends tries to be like hey man calm down you're going crazy kent doesn't like hands being laid on him and accidentally breaks his friend's arm and as gruesome as this bare bone snapping out of the arm is i do love that he's just like oh i'm sorry Yeah, this movie is punctuated with very shocking moments of gore. Yeah. All of a sudden, yeah, it's just compound fracture. No warning. Oh, no. Almost all the violence that happens in this movie is very sudden and not, I mean, the wrist cutting thing, I think we, I mean, I, I at least was watching that like, oh, he's going to stab himself for sure. It's still shocking when it happened. Yeah. But a lot of the horror, a lot of the gore is so like, oh, and that's a bone. That's a, that's a full <laughs> bone. All right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So while uh, Meg and the friends are dealing with the fact that Kent just barehanded broke a man's arm, Kent's kind of like, oh, I'll meet you at the police station. Okay, I got to take this guy in. He tried to kill me. 
while on the way there, Herbert Carlson manages to use his whatever's tying his hands together to start to choke Kent uh-huh. while he's driving. And Kent also experiences the elongation of his fingers and toes. Oh, horrifying. man. Horrifying. I mean, it's kind of cool because it sort of falls into the idea of clowns having big shoes and big gloves right. and stuff. But it is pretty horrifying when his toes just explode out oh. of the ends of his shoes. I hate it. I hate it so much. I hate yeah, it. It was not great. <laughs> it was gross so, even to me. Yeah. It was gross. Yeah. So Kent ends up crashing his car and they both he and Herbert get out of it and Herbert's just kind of urging him to kill himself. Because he's like, that's the only way you can end this. Well, Kent kind of staggers away. There's a passerby that stops and tries to help him and he just kind of stumbles off into the woods. Yeah, he sure does. Where so okay. So Meg's dad is not a fan of Kent. We know this from the beginning. This kind of just furthers his whole thing about Kent's obviously some sort of crazy lunatic. Mm-hmm. You know, and Meg's still trying to stick up for him. Jack is still wondering where his dad went, when he's gonna come home, and if this is his fault. Meanwhile, Kent is in the woods stalking Boy Scouts. Oh my god. If you were someone an eater of children, could they have picked a most succulent looking child? <laughs> He is so shiny and well marbled. He looks <laughs> like exactly what you would want to eat if you were a, ch- a child eater. Yeah. And also that shot of when the kid is in the woods and he first sees Ken oh, kind of leaning against no. the tree. No, 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 no. Oof. The other day I was Oof. in the laundry room and the dryer was on so it was kind of loud and I wasn't really paying attention. And Randy popped his head around the corner to make a fart noise at me. And I didn't hear, it didn't, I heard something, but I didn't know what it was. So I turned around and I looked and I didn't see anything. And then as I was looking back towards what I was doing, I saw his face sticking out at a weird angle around the corner. And I screamed because there's nothing more terrifying than seeing a face where you're not expecting a face. Right. Especially if you're seeing a face that isn't just now moving yes. into you're like that was there the yes! whole time I was looking for yes! it yes oh so freaky he uh, felt bad because uh-huh. I totally screamed and dropped what I was oh. doing <laughs> but yeah so that's why these reveals work like this where he's just against the tree and you just suddenly see a face there Ugh. yeah oh it's so creepy and he's like just collapsed and it's the stomach growling that yes. tips off the kid that there's something else in the woods with him because that's where we're at. And Kent tells the kid that he's just hungry. Do you have food? The kid kind of tries to reach out food to him and instead Kent grabs him and bites his fingers <laughs> off. <laughs> yep. This movie! <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. A lot of times with these things, you would have the child violence be implied. Or it would be so disturbing that it would be not fun to watch. Somehow this thing is pretty unflinching with this child murder. And I found myself laughing. (laughs) Which maybe is a confession. I don't know. (laughs) Suddenly texting Randy from the side. Oh no, I'm definitely getting 5150 tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit. So at this point. Ken decides he's going to kill himself because he's like, I just tried to eat a boy. Yeah, maybe I should kill myself. He tries to shoot himself. You know, he this puts his gun great. in his mouth in a hotel. The rainbow blood. Yes. Oh, my God. I love the rainbow <laughs> I blood. I could have used That's more amazing. of that, to be honest, because it was so it's so fucking 
dark, but it's this Lisa Frank suicide. Trigger warning for suicide. Suicide is not funny, <laughs> but also. Well, and even when he's throwing up earlier and he throws up and it hits the windshield of the car and it looks just brown and gooey, but then when the streetlight hits it and it's oh. browned out rainbow colors. Oh my God, we didn't even talk still... about when he coughed that massive oh. lug on the woman. Oh my, oh god. my god honestly of all the bodily fluids that flim is the worst one yeah it's Ugh. the one that makes Ugh. me actually gag yeah Ugh. yeah i don't know if you watched the remake of the stand that came out this year no not great however it's worth watching the second episode because you see the pandemic happen and the mucus budget, I mean, I feel like they broke the mucus budget. <laughs> you know, there's like all these oh, records no. for movies that have the most gallons of blood. This thing has to be the record holder for mucus. Oh, God. I have seen things. <laughs> My eyes oh, are forever unclean. I need to, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, at some oh. point I had to stop, like, I had to look away. It was so upsettingly mucusy. Oh. Yeah. It's the saw of mucus. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> anyway, back to Rainbow Brains. Uh, yep. So he shoots himself rainbow blood, but it doesn't take. And he wakes up and it's just like, oh, God. And so he goes to a Home Depot. Yeah. Buys some stuff. Oh, my God. This is great. Builds a suicide machine. Yeah. A decapitation machine where his plan is to just tip backwards in a chair and fall on these saw blades. Yeah. But meanwhile, while he's been in this hotel, (laughs) while he's been in this hotel, there's a young boy who's been trying to make friends with him. And you can tell he knows how badly he wants to eat this boy. And so he's kind of trying to keep his distance. But, um, of course, the boy comes in just as he's in the process of trying to use his decapitation machine. So he lands wrong. And one of the buzz saws breaks and just flies through the boy. Right. Which, again, I mean, I we guess we don't on screen see the blade fly through the boy, but we see him seconds after. Yeah. Again, not, not I mean, not totally unflinching. I've since seen a movie that's more explicit than that, but especially for 2010 or 2012 when this came out. Uh, yeah. Pretty intense. That was bold. It was bold. bold yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So Kent realizes he wants to eat this boy. But just before he does, Meg finds him at the hotel. So she's been driving around all the rental homes looking for him, and she finally finds him. And she's trying to convince him to come home. And so he tells her that he will, but she needs to chain him up in the basement. You know, so that's what ends up happening. He goes home with her, but she chains him up in the basement. And he tells her not to let him out. So she leaves the house, presumably to get help. And meanwhile, Jack comes down into the basement and talks to Kent about a bully he has. Yes. And Kent already has a new tone to his voice. Uh-huh. And a, kind of a new timber to it. Yes. And he just asks where the boy lives, where the bully lives. Uh-huh. So Meg has sought out Herbert because she wants to know more about this costume and how to remove it. He's in the hospital after the car accident. And... You know, he's trying to tell her, don't trust him, don't trust him, don't trust him. And she's like, no, but how do I remove it? And he's just not giving her the answer she wants. So she leaves frustrated to do her own research. Because his jaw's wired shut. His jaw's wired shut. Which is important later, which is why I'm bringing it back. Because, again, <laughs> this movie is so gross sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. At this point, she learns that Herbert, it wasn't it his brother? Or was it, was it him? him? 
It was yeah. him. Okay. There's photos of him in the clown suit. So she finds a photo. That's what it is. She finds a photo in the book of all the clowns, and one of them is of him in the car- in the clown suit. So she's. It turns out that he once put on this clown suit because his brother worked at a children's hospital, and he put on the clown suit to entertain the children. But then he became a demon. Right, because I think before this is when she goes to his... She finds the... She finds the video. She finds the footage. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that was when I knew I loved this movie, was what the first time I that saw that fucking creepy. video. Because normally, when you see this stuff... I don't know. I think it's the choice to make it black and white and super grainy. It it gives it almost a snuff film quality. When you, yeah. when you see... The monster and it's full form oh it's 10 times more horrifying than if it was oh, in hd so bad. yeah 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 but she finds a video that's footage of how herbert's brother solved the problem last no time. i think she just saw the the fully formed thing oh right she doesn't see it's what when he comes after. to her house later with the pair of pliers that she's that's he's when. able to tell the full story yeah so upsetting um meanwhile kent has released himself from the basement and eats the bully it's actually so he's this little shithead playing call of duty or some not call of duty but playing some sort of online game and bragging about bullying his son when he comes in and all of his friends are continuing to talk about it even though he's off mic so you can hear in the background him talking about them talking about bullying his son and he's like shut up man shut up (laughs) it's so good it's so glorious yeah yeah that's a good scene and he finally eats his first boy sure does yep although i think he ate part of the boy in the room he just didn't kill him because there's a thing about how after they he eats them he'll have to cough up the bones and so there's evidence in the basement there's all these little child bones in the basement that's right. <laughs> so yeah. let's see here. I don't know. Does the kid that he just ate his fingers count? I don't know. I don't. I don't. Oh, I don't know. Because then he got at least. Well, we're not done with it, but I think he. He. We. I guess at the end we can figure it out because he's one short, right? Yeah. yeah. Something. Yeah, he eats the bully. Meg goes home where Shadow, the dog, is acting super weird and getting a look about him. R.I.P. Shadow. Oh. That dog was creepy. That was a creepy I dog. loved the detail of how his face had turned all white. Yeah, and his nose had turned red. Yes! He had the little clown nose on, or his nose was becoming a clown mm-hmm. nose. And he's acting super aggressive. The dog kind of lunges to attack them, but just before it makes it, someone cuts his head off, and surprise, it's Herbert. Yeah. Who... And I do love, as much as I don't like watching, this this animal mer- It's a monster violence. at this point. It doesn't really look that much yeah. like a dog anymore. You only know it's a dog and because you met it earlier. Yeah, and it it was not long drawn out pained whimpering no, sounds. No, 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 no. But I did kind of like that after they cut off the head, the body kind of walked around a little <laughs> bit longer. Well, I mean, yeah, because, I mean, as we see later. Mm. Yep. This is the flyer scene you're talking yes. about where Herbert removes his wire oh, together. I don't know why pliers. that bothered me so much, but he's tearing the because I'm just thinking about his broken jaw underneath that he's ripping these wires right. out of. Ugh! <laughs> but once removed, he's able to tell the rest of the story about how his brother lured five terminally ill children 
to feed him when he was the demon because that's the whole thing with the demon is that it needs one child for every month of winter and it released him basically and his brother tried to destroy the costume and was unable right. to but he was able to save his save herbert Meanwhile, they realize that Kent is gone, and they've got to go find him. So he's like, it's a Thursday. Where would kids be? And she's just like, oh, shit. Yep. So they go to a uh, local Chuck E. Cheese, where he also is, eating kids. This is the scene I remembered most clearly, was the chase through the little ball pit oh, and maze the thing. scene. Oh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You know, we kind of get illusions of... He's in here somewhere stalking children. Meg is wandering around trying to look for him. She makes Herbert stay in the car because he looks like an escapee from an insane asylum. So she's like, you can't go in looking like that. So he's waiting in the car while she's and looking for He's just like, mm, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, right? He's like, I mean, you got a point. Oh, the scene where the kid is looking for his brother and he's in the tubes and the girl's like, don't go up there. And then he goes up there and the brother kind of pops out and then is immediately dragged away. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, so creepy. So creepy. And the initial kid that he was trying to eat manages to get away because the brother intervenes, but then he eats He sure does. So the first brother makes it out. He's screaming and very upset, and he's followed by an arm and lots the, of blood. The so, biggest gush of blood. It's absurd. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So now panic ensues, and kids are running. Parents are trying to find kids. Meg finds out that Herbert has left the vehicle, but now she's just kind of wandering around, and she has a moment where she sees a lone child. Yeah. She's thinking to herself. Well, because he tells her, bring me a child, and I'll let him go. Yeah. I'll let him go. Oh, that's right, because she follows him into the weird black light room. Yes, which is such a cool he's... scene. It's such a great yeah. setting for that scene. When we were watching Cooties, I was like, oh my god, clown, we gotta watch clown. Oh. <laughs> So he's full demon now, and the demon tells her, bring me a child and I'll release him. So she sees this lone child, and she's kind of starting to approach him when the mother appears, and she's like, oh my god, thank you so much for finding my son, like, or whatever uh, you This is awkward. Like, yeah. <laughs> so she goes and she sits in her car, and a child, a girl approaches her, who recognizes her from, she's a, a dentalist? A dentist or a dentalist? I think she's like a, yeah, like a dental hygienist. Yeah. And the girl recognizes her, and so she's like, please, I don't know where my mom is. Can you please take me home? So Meg decides to feed her to Kent uh, under the guise of taking her home. This is fucked up, man. Yeah. Yeah. So they're driving, and the girl's like, oh, this isn't my street. And Meg's just kind of like, get out of the car. Because she knows Kent's in the woods. And this is... But she changes her mind last minute. There's a cop that has followed them out mm -hmm. there, and the girl takes off running. Yeah, she takes off running, and he's like, stay here. And that's when it clicks to Meg that he sent her there as a distraction, that he's after their oh, son. Oh, that he's going after Jack. Yeah, and, that's yeah. right. So Meg goes home looking for Jack. Uh, this is where we get our final face-off between Meg and Kent. The the coin, I guess, now at this point. It's no yeah, longer, he's gone full no coin at this point. The Cloyne kills Meg's father. She, or Meg and the Cloyne have a fight. Her father, who's like, sees the blood and is like, I'm going to help you hide the bodies. I'll let you cover up right. the murder. Which I was kind of like, all right, dad. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, yeah. And then the demon tries to eat the baby. Yeah, so it just sticks its claw into her stomach. Oh. Ugh. 
Yeah, I, the design of the coin is terrifying. Yeah, yeah, seriously. It is so, it goes so far into the uncanny valley with the shape of the face and the shape of the eyes. A lot of times <sighs> when you get the reveal, I, I always feel a little underwhelmed. And so when on those rare instances, something like the ritual we talked about a lot, the actual design of the monster lives up or exceeds your expectations. It's so fun. And I I don't know about you. I can only speak for myself. This, to me, is such a perfect clown demon design. It's vaguely still human-shaped, but just wrong enough that it's horrifying yeah. on, I don't know, like a gut level, lizard brain level. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> I agree. It is legitimately a creepy clown. I also, I, I just, I loved their their fight scene was really mm-hmm. great. And then when Meg finally knocks his head off and she's like, it's over. And she's holding her son and like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. But there's one last tendon yes! or muscle or something that's connecting the head. So it still comes for her. And then she just grabs the head and puts one foot on a shoulder and just falls yep. until it. We get a repeat of that clean. nose tearing off scene. Only this yep. time it's the oh whole ass head. I loved it. I thought that was great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice and gruesome and slapsticky, gory, just gooey. It's so good. Ugh, yeah. So once she fully kills the demon, you know, she's holding her son, and we see that the this the cloin is melting away and revealing Kent underneath. Yeah. And then the last thing we get is watching sort of the police go through the process of working through this quote-unquote crime scene. And the last thing we get is that they've just They've saved the costume as evidence. The costume still exists. I mean, well, what are they going to do with that fucking thing? You yeah. can't destroy it. So it's still out there. Still, still, somebody's going to put that on again someday. Yeah, I mean, that was one of the points that Herbert made where he was like, well, what are we going to do? Throw it in the ocean? What if someone else finds it? Their whole plan is, well, just keep it. so that. But then, you know, the brother dies and it's not recovered. And yep. Kent puts it on. So it just... The plan went awry. (laughs) All right. So I have been hyping this movie for years and, you know, you're allowed to not like it, but. I really like it. I really, really liked it. And I think you're right. I think it's a hidden gem because it's one of those things where I've seen the thumbnail on streaming services every once in a while. I've never watched it because I, there's nothing about a scary Name another good clown movie other than it. Right. So I just, I don't typically go for a scary clown no. movie the thumbnail is really scary to yeah, be honest yeah. but apparently the, it, the still... poster was banned in italy because the clown was considered to be too scary wow mm-hmm. i mean it is a really creepy it poster. Is. <laughs> but i've never watched it because i just didn't feel that interest in watching a scary clown mm-hmm. movie but this definitely is worth yes watching. i'm it's, so glad oh, you never good. hear anybody talk about it and I think it's because, like you said, just the total proliferation of shitty clown movies. They're just, they're they're bad. Yeah. They're mostly bad. So why would you watch a clown movie? I just always assumed, like, oh, it's going to be a waste of my time. Even though the poster is creepy, but, you know, so many. I have been fooled before. Oh, yeah. Many times. Oh, uh, yeah. I will watch a movie for the movie art, and then I'm just like, that's not even in the movie. I know. (laughs) And yeah, it's a risky, it's a risky choice. But I I think I had seen the trailer for it or maybe even the original 
fake trailer for it. So I had been paying attention to it for a long time, which is how I ended up seeing it. And then it wasn't released in the U.S. for a really long time. And so I may have gone onto the interwebs and found it when it was in Europe. So then when it came out here in the U.S. and nobody talked about it, I was just kind of mystified. If you look at the reviews, the reviews are pretty divided. It doesn't have super high reviews. Really? Yeah, I know. I know. But I think it's because... I feel like this is a movie for horror fans. You know what I mean? Because it's it's yeah not elevated horror, although I hate that phrase. And it's also pretty fucking mean. And so I think most of your normies who are going to watch this movie that are professional movie reviewers are probably not going to like this movie. Whereas I think horror nerds, especially if you stumble on this, are in for a real treat. I think so too, especially since the point we both made. I don't know why I need to make it a third time. But a lot of people who watch a lot of horror movies, I think, do shy away from clown yeah. horror because we're like, I've been mm. burned before. I- I'm not yeah, doing this and I'm again. Like, it's either going to be an unoriginal story mm-hmm. or it's just going to be a clown that's trying to murder you while using the hoo-hoo right. voice, you yes. know, and it's like, I'm good. It also like the if you hear the premise that a guy puts on a clown suit and he can't take it off. It could go either way. It could be really interesting if you can expand on this, or it could be one of those gimmicks that is fun for five minutes. Perfect for a trailer, you know? But I think adding all of the mythology of the cloin and then really nailing that that design. Execution. Yes. And then also being willing to go go all the way with it. If you're going to have a child eating clown, I don't know about you, but I assumed there'd be a lot of implied child danger. Or maybe implied child violence that never really it, it showed up on screen. So when this movie goes these really dark places, I would come out myself just being like, holy shit! Whoa! Yeah. It's not that I want real children to die, but I, I kind of appreciate how ballsy this movie is. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's not like this movie is wall-to-wall gore no. either, no. but the moments that are gore are gore. Yeah. Oh, when she's pulling that head off and that tendon or muscle or whatever is just stretching. So visceral. So good. We talked about the compound fracture. Also, just the bodies of the children after he's eaten them. They'll be like legs and then part of a rib cage and then it's just mush. (laughs) This is not for people who can't handle child violence. I will say that we should give people a good warning. If you've come this far and you're like, I'm going to watch it, but I'm kind of squeamish about child violence. None of it is ever played in a way that is very realistic, but it is gory. When I say it's mean, I just mean this movie goes for it. Not that it revels in the child violence in a way that's Yeah, it's not exploitive and child violence yeah it's not like guess what we're killing a kid for the shock value yeah it's blending into the mythology of this demon yes oh the demons and making it just oh the, the horn design dude. The is fucking so good horn. i know oh. why is the horn so yeah, terrifying the... it is though i don't know it is i don't know why though because <laughs> i think it's all the other parts are like well this is clown aspect that's been turned demon but the horn is not part of the clown costume yeah that's just all on its yeah. own. Yeah. That just is the demon. Yeah. Ugh. This movie, I don't know. I feel like if you have not seen it, if you've avoided it, give it a shot. Give yeah. Give it a shot. Because it's... It's definitely worth It's a fun find. At least try. Yeah. Yeah. So I've seen some things, you know, I love to get into the academic side of this. And I don't think that necessarily this was the intent. But this movie also thematically could be kind of a representation of a man's struggle with pedophilia. 
you could read mm. the film that way as like a metaphorical struggle like the demon within the way he's stalking yeah. children the places that he is while it's happening like dressing like a clown looking safe around children going to where there are lots of children the internal struggle with that demon giving into it the danger it poses for their children all those things tie in yeah and even I know this is a really dark, sad point to make, but even the scene suicide is the only way yeah. out, the only solution yeah. to the way he's feeling and the things he wants to do and instincts. And yeah. 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 I, I think some of that was part of the controversy where people were kind of like, this movie is a little problematic, but you know, I still like it. <laughs> I do too. I mean, even if you just take it from a horror movie yes. standpoint, and even if you do want to take it from the metaphorical standpoint, it's not like he succeeds in the end or he's forgiven or like we're like, oh, but it's just the way he is, yeah. you know. So it's not in any way, you know, justifying or being like it's it's not his fault. Yeah. So no, no, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm so glad you liked it that I didn't overhype it because I was concerned that I might. I also was, it was funny, I was putting this on as there was a conversation in the Discord. If you're not a patron, you should become a patron because our Discord is lit. But there was a conversation going on in the Discord about movies that you loved as a kid and then, or that you loved previously and then you revisit them and they don't hold up. As I'm like pressing play on this movie, I was like, shit. <laughs> I was like, don't let this be a sign. So I was very relieved to be like, no, this movie is really creepy still. It is. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. All right. Cool. So I think for me, this is obviously a recommend. How about for you? Yeah, I also. I mean, you'd have to be a horror movie yes. fan. I probably wouldn't recommend this to someone who doesn't Not like horror. Not for normies. Like my brother hates horror movies, but he'll watch them. But he prefers the horror that's a little bit easier on people who don't like horror <laughs> right. movies. This is not the one that I would this recommend. This has a lot of triggers in it. By the way, he really loved Anna and the Apocalypse <gasps> because it was a horror movie that he could stomach. Oh, <laughs> I love that. So he and his girlfriend watched it because she's been listening to the podcast. Oh, awesome. So, so he's like, we got to watch this movie because that's, that's Mars's next I mean, they don't call me Mars because in my family, we're all Marses. But, you know, she's like, I can see that. We got to watch the reverse it. problem. I got it. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Too many Marses. Not enough errands. Too many Marses. Yeah. She makes him watch the movies with her because she's like, the next episode is this movie. We got to watch it. And she's like, normally it's just him squirming and hating oh, it. Man. And he really loved Anna and the Apocalypse because, you know, it's a lighter horror movie. Oh, he's going to be so bummed this time. I know. <laughs> I am Paul. I'm so sorry, Mars's brother. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> I mean, I still would have chosen, it, but I still feel bad. <laughs> I mean, maybe he'll sit this one out. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. But don't watch it. Desensitize. Become a husk of a human like us. 90% of this movie is not that right. bad if you're not a horror fan. It's just the 10% that is is pretty intense. Yeah, I mean, it has all the things that if you're not a horror fan are probably the worst parts of horror for you pretty graphic right. soft tissue damage very sudden animal death like, no warning child death <laughs> demons yeah i mean truly scary creature design and effects phlegm oh so much phlegm yeah this is probably yeah. gonna this is probably an advanced one if you're not a husk like us yeah so okay <laughs> but that being said girlfriend of brother of mars or brother of Mars, this is your chance to write in. Let us know how you did with this one. <laughs> I would be very, even if you just dropped a text to Mars, you don't have to write a whole novel, but I would just, ah, 
would like to know what you thought about this movie going experience. <laughs> and, you know, all of our other listeners, send us your egg stories. Yes. Oh, my God. We need to have the egg story hour. Moving forward, if you have an egg story, we will read one every episode. <laughs> because it turns yes. out egg stories are way more interesting than you think they're going to be. <laughs> I think I predicting right now i think we're gonna be shocked with how many people have interesting right? stories oh i'm i'm here i for think it. it's i think it's a topic that we don't often to think or you know talk about because why would we but now it's on it's on the yeah. menu talk about the egg stories <laughs> awesome okay so now marzi if you were going to watch this again or if maybe someone needed a little liquid courage to get through it because they're not a super big horror fan what would you recommend be paired with this movie I don't know if this is a good match or not, but the only thing that I could think of is there was, I don't know if they make it anymore. It might've been just like a limited edition, but there was a, I think it was Jack Brown, but it might've been someone else, but it was someone, a uh, bourbon that was cherry flavored, but it still had the bourbon. Oh. So it was like bourbon, but plus a little bit of cherry. I didn't love it. It was okay. But it's because when I think of clowns, I think of what's sweet, yeah. right? But then this movie is dangerous because the demon I would go is there underneath the cherry. Candy and that red, red vodka. nose. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that would be my recommendation. Any hard alcohol, not mixed, yeah. not a mixed drink, a hard alcohol that is uh, lightly costumed with a sweetness that is hiding a darkness. I, when I years ago, I worked for a different magazine and I was on all kinds of weird press lists. And so sometimes I would just get random things sent to me. And one of the things that got sent to me once was a peanut butter and jelly vodka. <laughs> you would be correct. <laughs> yeah. I mean, once in a while, I'd get a really great bottle of really nice gin or really nice vodka. And then other times I would get. Yeah, something horrifying. There was Ugh. also this one that was, oh God, it was some herbal alcohol. So it tasted like sweet. You know that smell when you open the your pantry near the spice rack and you just get the jumbled smell of spices? Mm-hmm. That, but sweet. And then alcohol. Ooh. It was bad. Bad, bad, bad. Ooh. You don't want like sweet cumin or something? right <laughs> yeah it was really gross it also had a little bit of a licorice-iness to it it was yeah. not good i'm not a licorice me fan. neither i mean i like red vines but i don't like licorice yeah because that's yeah. cherry yeah exactly it's not really licorice it's licorice adjacent no no but that black <laughs> licorice oh idiots you know those little the little they have like little short ones you know what i'm talking about like a bag of the little three yeah. two short ones my mom would always eat yep. those Oh, and I was like, and I was like, I want sugar, I want sugar. I'm a child, and so I would, I would try them and be so sad. It was <laughs> such a lie because it was technically candy, but it was none of the good things about candy. Did you ever have? They weren't Mike and Ike's, but they were the ones that looked like Mike and Ike's, but they're just pink and white. Yes. Um. Oh God, and they're horrible, licorice-y. They're like yeah, they're like and the I, for the pastel longest pastel colored. Yeah, yeah, and for the longest time, I mean, they're both awful, but the white ones were the worst, mm. and it was like, why do I hate, and it was because it was camouflaged licorice, because yeah. it wasn't black, and so you're like, oh, it's not, you know, but, oh. Mm. I'm looking it up, pink and white licorice candy. 
good and plenties. Good and plenty. Nothing good and far too plenty. Far too plenty. <laughs> <laughs> so gross. So and there's nothing good about them because not only are they gross and I don't particularly like hard candy, but they're also taste terrible. But they're also the most annoying things to have in a movie theater because the person behind you that has these smells like licorice and is has a baby rattle for candy behind you through the whole movie. Right. And they're that weird kind of not quite a hard jelly Ugh. bean. So they get stuck in your Ugh. teeth so that taste is just Hideous. lingering. Ugh. Hideous. Nothing good about no, those. Yeah, down with good and plenties. Are they even really, a, are they still a thing? It's always weird to see the weird so. candy that still exists, like circus peanuts. Every once in a while you'll see oh those God. and you're like, how are you still a thing? You're oh, like right? the penny farthing you? of candy. How the fuck are you still <laughs> existing? Or candy corn, yeah. even. I don't know how candy corn still exists. Who likes exists. candy corn? It's just fucking wax crayons. Right? It's like sweet wax crayons that get stuck in your teeth, and there's this mass delusion that occurs every October that they're good. If they were good, they would exist the rest of the year. Right? If your candy only is eaten it once a year, it means it's not good candy. Right? We're just lying that to means ourselves. That there is... A nostalgia-associated desire for them, and that's it. Remember, so unless you are nostalgic during Halloween, you're not looking for candy corn. One year they did uh, candy corn Oreos, and I was like, well, what is the flavor of candy corn? It's just corn syrup, right? Yeah, I thought so. It's caro syrup? <laughs> what the fuck is yeah. this? It's just sugar-flavored sugar? Gross. Gross. All right, enough of this gross candy talk. Let's see here. Listener feedback. We got an email. Okay, so this one, I mean, the call is coming from inside the house. It comes from our friend Ariel, my co-host on More Deadly and Zombie Girls, as well as the editor of this podcast. What you don't hear as a listener is all the times we mess up and then go like, Ariel, can you cut that? (laughs) Yep. So Ariel chimed in in what I think is a very important email. And one I think may need to start a trend because I think this is really great. So Ariel writes, letter to the stream queens. Hi, Rachel and Mars. I've been listening to you too, which is a nice way of saying I edit your podcast. Talk about your proposed bunker for a while now. And I'd like to submit my application for entry into said bunker. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Here is a list of the reasons you should allow me to come in. See, she's coming in strong here because she understands that we're all about company is great, but you have to be able to serve a purpose. But what skill do you well, bring? Well, she presents some pretty, I think, compelling evidence here. Okay. One, I know a fair amount about first aid and a lot about wound care. I know how to give Stop. injections okay. and start IVs, and I also can do stitches. I mean, you won't look pretty, but I can get the job done. So I'll, I mean, already right? sold. If you get injured or yeah. sick, I'm your girl. Well, and you know that learning how to give stitches has always been on my list of things to do, but I've not done yeah, it. Yeah, because needles. So, well, that, and it's like, have you seen those kids? They're expensive. Are they? Yeah, just the training kits. You know, you're supposed to practice on fruit and stuff, but yeah. you know, they're expensive. Well, I haven't pulled the good trigger. news. We don't have to learn it because Ariel already knows. <laughs> yeah, dude, all, all she needs now is to supply us with a grocery shopping list. And I'll be like, look, what do you need? Dental floss and sewing needles gotcha <laughs> right and i have the sewing needles so and i floss so i think we're actually good yeah, right <laughs> <laughs> all right two i'm now this is where it gets a little rude but also i mean we have to face facts two i'm taller than you 
<laughs> and I can reach things on the top shelf. <laughs> I know that ladders exist, but you never know if it'll break. <laughs> well, and I mean, we've talked about my debilitating fear. Yeah, this ladders, is true. So. This is true. I'm third step shaking. I'm two feet off yeah. the ground and I'm already full body shaking. I don't know what ladder hurt me in the past, but all the of them, is... every single one. Because the minute you get on it, it's like crickety creak, creak, creak. Oh, yeah. yes. God. So she would also be in charge of all the top shelves things. Three, I yep. have a strong Good. stomach so I can clean the litter boxes Rachel can't clean. <laughs> I'm assuming there will be cats. <laughs> Four, I love to bake, so I will provide a constant stream of cookies and cakes. More interested in breads. Right? I mean, I think that all falls under the baking umbrella, right? Right? She can entice me with cookies, you with bread. I've also never baked anything, so, you know. Really? I don't know if I can or not. Never done it. terrible baker. Someone who's coming to the table with that knowledge. I'm a terrible baker, so we need her. We need her. Yeah, I've heard that. Baking is a lot harder than cooking. Well, yeah, because you just put it together and put it in the oven and it may or may not work. Whereas cooking, (laughs) you have time to save it. When things start spinning out of control, you can like, oh, I can spice this. I can, you're you're like, oh, I got to turn down the heat. You're with it in a way that you're not with baking. Yeah. Plus, I've heard that baking is a lot more sciencey. You have to get very specific proportions in certain orders and let things react to other things for the right amount of time. And stuff yeah, like that. It's yeah. not for me. So if she wants to bake, awesome. Now here is perhaps her most important skill. Her final one here. And most importantly, I am not afraid of spiders, so I can be your resident spider catcher. In. Right? In. Done. I, Application approved. So I do have a point of contention with this last one. She says resident spider catcher. Catcher. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to need someone a little more cutthroat, but if she's willing to discuss murder, we're we're back in business. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Isn't Ariel the magical animal? She is her? indeed, but she also is the one who has been skunked in her own bedroom twice. Right. right. <laughs> so she is a Disney princess, but she also, she's the wacky one that funny things happen to because I'm thinking if she is the animal whisperer, maybe she can just train the cats that we're all sure will I mean, be there. Cats are going to be there. Eat the Good spiders. point. Yeah. I mean, they need protein, right? So. Yeah. Right. And, you know, protein points are going to be scarce in a bunker scenario. So, yeah. I'm not, I'm not eating spiders. God. So. How bad would should. things have to be for us to be like, it's time to eat the spiders? Oh, I would never get there. I'd be like, I'm just going to go lay down in the sun. <laughs> I choose death before I choose eating spiders. Oh my god! When you see other parts of the world where they have those giant tarantulas and people eat them, they're like a delicacy, or even they're not that big, where they barbecue them and they'll be like on a stick. I I fucking hate that. I hate everything. I hate everything about that. I'm told it's like soft shell crab, but that doesn't make me want to eat the spiders more. It just makes me want to not eat soft shell crabs. (laughs) Makes me want to eat that less. I don't feel that. I doesn't make me want to eat the spiders more. Doesn't dissuade me from wanting to eat crabs. What it does make me do is look at that person and be like, "Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad to know that you're a liar." <laughs> <laughs> this is important information for me. Going you're forward. also not allowed in the bunker. 
All right. Appreciate it. And she concludes, I hope that you can see the value that I would bring to the bunker and allow me entry when the time comes. Please don't leave me outside with the zombie horde. Your friends and fan, Ariel. (laughs) Value recognized. There's now a spot with Ariel's name on it in the bunker. Yep, she is in. She's also good people, low key, gets along with everybody. You know what I mean? In terms of personality, she brings skills and also is not going to create interpersonal issues. So I think that's also very important for our bunker. Yeah. Yeah, in. you're in. All yeah. right, Ariel, you have a spot. There's still a few spots open. So for those of you in the audience, those that have been joining us on our conversation as we get closer to closer to bunkerhood every day, if you want a spot, you need to make your case. And trust me, you want a spot in this bunker. This bunker is going to be awesome. I mean, yeah. there's going to be a steady stream of cookies and cakes. <laughs> yeah. Why would you? And a shocking lack a sh- of spiders, right? it turns out, since we're going to have Ariel and a cat army to take yes, care of Yes, I love it. So if you want to make your case, drop us a line at rachel at zombiegirls.com. And we, I will present your case to the board, which is, consists of you and I. And we will we will arbitrate whether or not you get a spot in the very select number of people who can make it into the bunker keeping in mind some overlap of skill sets it's okay but it's like if everybody yeah. for instance if it were not for ariel and we were all short people i'd be like well at some point we need a tallie we need a we need an average height for tall yeah, person yeah right because <laughs> let's let's face it i struggle with upper shelves i mean upper shelves are the, they don't even exist to me. <laughs> no, exactly. The things that go on the upper shelf, if I use a little step ladder to put something up there, it's There could be forever. a whole ass okay, human well. living on an upper shelf and I would not know. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we need we need Ariel. We need maybe there's someone who I don't even know what we're lacking. Maybe you'll bring it to no. our attention. I hadn't even See, I had assumed that our bunker would not have any high shelves, but now this is good for us. We can now expand to high shelves. Yeah, because our bunker wouldn't no. have had no, high no, no, shelves, no. but now we have more storage space because no. now it we would, can use high It would shelves. either that or it would have to have low counters that we can get on top of to reach high <laughs> shelves. But even then, risk of injury. Yeah, well, then we wouldn't have Ariel there to, to, to do the wound care. So, no. Yep. Yeah. All right. We're back on board. Not only are we safer because we don't have to get to the high shelves, but if for some reason we did, we got someone to take care of us. So, yeah. Ariel, you're in at work you know we have to have first aid kits and stuff especially since it's warehouses Mm -hmm. and everything but i was in the kitchen one day i'm not sure what i was doing but i was just kind of standing there spacing out and i realized that there is a choking kit holy shit so that if someone's choking it's a device that you can use to try to open their air Mm -hmm. way it is on top of the microwave on the top shelf and so i'm standing there staring at it like if it was just me and one other person in the office and that person started choking, they'd be dead by the time I got to them because I'd have to be like, hang on, hang on, as I'm scooting a chair across the kitchen, like, ah, two seconds. I think you're going to need to, like, somewhere stashed near it, one of those, you know those little shark things, like a long stick? Yeah, the yes. gravity claw thing. Yes, yeah. you need one of those. You need a little shark mouth reaching claw that you need to stick somewhere oh in case God. someone chokes in your present. I've just seen that dark comedy scene play outwards me just gripping it and then it slips out i'm like dang it dang it dang it i should have bought the jaws brand instead of this off market (laughs) (sighs) i'm sorry man you're just gonna have to die i can't get to it maybe i can try putting the shark down your throat (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. For those of you at home who are enjoying the show, please leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're looking for something spooky to watch tonight and you've already watched Clown five times, then check out our video on demand and streaming calendar on the Zombie Girls website where you can find out all the spooky doings that are coming to streaming and VOD. If you're a nerd who likes video games, follow us on twitch.tv forward slash zombie girls. If you want to impress people with your awesome fashion sense, check out our T Public store at T Public forward slash zombies dash girls dash podcast. If you love us and you really want to show your love, you can support us on Patreon. One of the one of the benefits is this pod, this episode is not over for you because all of the episodes are extended. But also you can get on our Discord and hang out with us and hear what we say when it's just family. I mean, we're pretty open in general, but there's always a few little things we hold back. Not on the Discord. So head over, join. If you're a patron and you're not already on the Discord, what are you doing with your life? Come hang out with us. And uh, again, check out our Here's Johnny collaboration. This is the last time we're going to plug it, I promise. But you should, if you have not watched it or listened to it, you should definitely do that. You should also head over to their tea Public store because there's also a t-shirt about our collaboration where it's all of us as Saw characters and it's really cool. It's yeah, pretty dope. I, I love mine. And yeah, so that just leaves our plan for the next episode. Now, Marzi, you're up. What are we going to be watching? Okay, so this is a movie. It's on okay. Shutter. So it's not one of our typical streaming okay. sites, and you do need a subscription, I believe, to watch things. Although you can do what I did, where you do the free one. I mean, all of them are, right? You have to pay for Prime. You have to pay for Netflix. I guess that's true. This I is like their first true. ever actually free streaming. <laughs> I, I guess so, too. Yeah. yeah, so it's on Shudder, and it is a movie called Caveat. Ooh. I've been meaning to watch this one. This is perfect. Yes, I've been. The poster is so creepy. I've been, and I've heard good things. So, okay. So full disclosure, okay. I did just watch this. Okay. I do not know what I saw. Okay. Intrigue level elevating. I possibly. I mean, as we've been talking about for months now, you and I have had some really busy outside of podcast yes. lives. So. Yes, I am slightly brain dead at times when I'm watching things and it's just kind of like, I just need something, you know, and sometimes it, but I have many questions Ooh. and I need you to watch this movie and help me through okay. it. Okay. Oh my God. I'm challenge accepted. Yeah. I won't give you my opinion on it yet, even though I'm guessing since I'm choosing it, you can make a pretty good I mean, you at least think it's interesting, right? Or so yeah. it's yeah. not total shit. So that's great. Ooh. Or is it? No. I don't know. I guess maybe it could be like, <laughs> what have I seen? It could be anything. By the time it was over, I was like, but wait, wait, I have so many questions. I, so like my questions are just, did I just not catch it? Or is it really as vague as I think it was? You know yeah. what I mean? So this is why I need you to watch it. Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting if you have a lot of questions watching it a second time anyway, because probably yeah. a lot of the stuff that there's probably a lot of scenes seated in that you maybe missed the first time. So, but yeah, I mean, this is totally on my to watch list. It's been out for a couple weeks now and I've tried to watch it every weekend since it came out and then life got in the way. Also known Ooh, as it was... Ratchet and Clank, the video game. But <laughs> <laughs> the point is I've been dying to watch it. Yeah. So this movie is called Caveat. It's on Shudder. It's from 2020 and the description is in an abandoned house on an isolated island. Isaac accepts a job looking after his landlord's niece, Olga, 
but there is a catch. I must wear a leather harness and chain that restricts his movements in certain rooms in order to protect Olga's extremely frail mental state. Once left alone, Isaac makes horrific discoveries in the house that trigger a deeply buried traumatic memory. What? Oh, hell yes. This is exactly the weird up-its-own-butt whore that I live for. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay, cool. I'm excited. Folks, this one we're going to probably is going to, I don't know about quality yet, but it sounds maybe like it's going to be twisty and turny. So do not spoil this for yourself. Let's all watch this and come back in two weeks and talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> and I was, again, kind of picking it on a whim. You and I have never talked about this movie. So it's not like I knew no. you wanted to watch this, but I, oh, I'm so, I always get so excited when I accidentally pick a movie that you've been <laughs> wanting to watch anyway. And I'm so bad <laughs> like about spree. not prioritizing things for myself. You know what I mean? I watch a lot of things for the podcast. I, I do a lot of stuff for work. So I rarely get to watch the things I want to watch. So when the crossover happens, I'm so delighted because I can watch it. And I cannot feel guilty about using right. my time to watch it. So it's so awesome. Because now it's a two birds, one stone yes, scenario. Yes, yes, yes. All right. On that note, unless you are a patron sticking around for the extended episode, that is up for us for that is it for us this week. Yeah, that's that's the correct order. Oh, no. You know what? Leave it in, Ariel. <laughs> <laughs> Let us see who I really am. <laughs> Mars. That was us for it on the client. Oh, and the, Mars. I feel like considering how this started, I actually did pretty good. You really did. It started rough. Stay tuned for the yeah. updates. <laughs> yeah. Mars, take us out. <laughs> As always, thanks for listening. I hope you watched Clown before you listened to us talk about it. And I also hope you watch Clown and then listen to us talk about it. But uh, thanks for coming back. If you're a patron, stick around and uh, watch Caveat on Shudder. Yeah. It's going to be yeah. great. <laughs> That's all, Bye, folks. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And to Mars for always being willing to geek out about horror movies with me. Production on this episode was done by yours truly and edited by Ariel Messman-Rucker. And our theme song for this show is Die Historic by Three Chain Links.